1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Right now, we are going to get into a conversation really that every believer needs, and it's it's about our thought life, defeating destructive mental patterns to gain victory over temptation. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Stephen Arterburn. He's the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries and host of the number one nationally syndicated Christian counseling talk show, New Life Live, which is heard and watched by more than 2 million people on nearly 200 radio stations every week. He's also the founder of the Women of Faith Conferences, attended by more than 5 million people and a best-selling author with more than 15 million books in print. He's been writing about God's transformational truth since the 80s. Good morning to you, Stephen. Well, good morning. It's uh, it's an early morning, and it's great to be with you guys. Well, thank you so much for waking up early, Stephen. And I uh, just wanted to just kind of set the stage for the conversation right now. This is part of the Everyman series that you've been creating with these different books right now. But um, this particular book, Every Man's or Every Believer's Thought Life, um, there's some really struggles that people are going through, both men and women, specifically around sexual temptation. Um, as we're trying to get every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, is it just sexual temptation or does it go beyond that? Well, of course it goes beyond that, and this isn't just about uh, lust and sexual temptation. Everybody has a different problem that they are dealing with in their thought life and a different root cause of that. But just as many people struggle with lust, there might be just as many who struggle with worry um, and and always being uh, upset about what might happen versus living in the present and dealing with the struggle that's happening right now. So it could be worry or uh, anxiety. Some people are just uh, saturated with anger and bitterness and resentment. And you can go down these paths, and you can live in these paths, and not really experience uh, what the Bible or what we've interpreted the Bible to say, the abundant life or life to the full. And when people ask me, you know, well, what is every believer's thought life about? You know, my response is, well, it's about everything, because Mm -hmm. it's a spiritual battle that we're in, and Scripture is really clear that the sin— starts from within us. It's our desires. It's our thought life that leads us down the wrong path. And so if we can take every thought captive, then we avoid 
being captured by Satan and then taken down a path that he would love to see us go down, stumble through, fall and fail. And we don't have to do that. That's so good to hear. You're hearing the voice of Stephen Arterburn, and the book that we're talking about, the premise that we're going through is Every Believer's Thought Life, Defeating Destructive Mental Patterns to Gain Victory Over Temptation. Well, Stephen, yesterday I was uh, talking with a group of girls in a school, middle schoolers and high schoolers, and I was telling them that they had the power to choose their thoughts and that it sometimes could take a lifetime to get that, to work on that, to build that skill. A lot of adults don't know that their thoughts are within their control to some degree. Why do our thoughts matter so much? And how much does willpower play in that? Well, you know, we we all need willpower. We, we have strength. Uh, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have supernatural strength. Um, willpower is a good thing. It's just not enough for us to experience what uh, new life is all about, transformed lives. And many times a person who's struggled for a very long time will go to someone and they'll say, well, it's really simple. You know, sin is sin. You just need to repent, confess, and uh, get that out of your life. Well, a lot of people have done that over and over and over again and never gotten out of the pattern that they're in. And what I, well, I go back to Jeremiah 6.14, where Jeremiah thousands of years ago said, they treat the mortal wounds of my people with superficial treatments, and they're not even ashamed of doing that. They don't even blush over it. And so Mm -hmm. rather than say, well, this is simple, or here's my advice, why don't we ask ourselves, what is it that I'm, a, what painful thing am I avoiding talking about or thinking about? Because if I've got this horrible thing and I bury it, well, you don't bury it alive. You, you bury it, I mean, you don't bury it dead, you bury it alive, and it's going to come alive through our thoughts. Or what is it uh, that causes me to be on alert all the time? What in my childhood caused me to be so insecure, fear-based, and just cautious about every human being? If I can look at some of that, and some people say, no, 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 don't go back and look at that stuff. Just keep moving forward. But I think that's a superficial way of dealing with things. We can resolve things. We can get better, but we have to do some work around that, find out what are these causes, and work through that, get through it, and then get beyond it so that we're not, our whole life isn't captive to a thought or a thing in our our past. God can give us victory, but we have to do some work on our own also. So we were just uh, talking about uh, our thoughts and how we had to go underneath those thoughts, kind of get to the root of why a person might be feeling anxious or afraid or distrustful, or even um, that addiction cycle that that people can get um, wrapped up in. But uh, so this question is now like, how do we actually get out of these destructive thought patterns and um, get command to take our thoughts captive? Well, it can be a bit different for every person, but the first thing is to be able to look at your life and say, you know, whatever I've been doing, it's not working. 
I'm not having victory here. So that's an important acceptance piece. And then let's move beyond that. Maybe I do need to go and do some work on uh, some people that I've hurt and the shame that I'm not talking about, but it's living within me. Maybe I need to make it right with people so that that doesn't become or continue to be a driving force. But another thing is that if I'm always obsessing over something, I can actually use that to do what God wants me to do, which is to pray without ceasing. Let's say I'm a worrier. And so I find myself, oh, I, 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 how in the world am I going to pay those income taxes? So I just turn that into a dialogue with God. And I start to say, oh, how, how am I going to? And then I go, no, God, here I am worried about money, finances. Give me the courage to make the right decisions, Lord. Help me to do something today to make it better. Help me to do something rather than worry about it. So now I'm turning my thoughts into prayers. The negative thoughts become prayers to God, requests for help. And that's a, an, a so then I'm praying without ceasing. Then I'm asking God to, to fill me with his spirit and his power. And then sometimes I literally cannot succeed unless I have a partner, unless I have somebody that I can talk to at any time about a a horrible thing I'm obsessing over or a sin that I'm continuing to uh, repeat in my mind, whether it's lust or worry, whatever. And, you know, when we say things out loud, it it takes uh, about half of the power of it away. And in our secrecy, we become controlled by the secrets. But if I just have one person that I can open up to, it's like, James 5.16, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that you might be healed. It's in openness and connection that this mind of ours starts to transform. It's in secrecy and silence that it stays in this decay mode and life doesn't get better. It just gets worse Hmm. because we're not experiencing any kind of victory. Yeah, that is such a difficult cycle to be in. You're hearing the voice of Stephen Arterburn. We're talking through the concepts behind his book, Every Believer's Thought Life. And Stephen, I just wanted to ask, you know, people are listening right now. You're giving us some really great principles that we can start to apply in our thought life. But let me get down to some details. What are some practical things that we can do to help us structure a healthy thought life in the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, if you're not uh, reading scripture every day, if you're not filling your mind with the thoughts of God, um, then you're missing a great source and and a great foundation of truth to live your life on. Uh, My wife and I just published the one-year Bible for women and the one-year Bible for men, and it's amazing what happens to you when you take 15 minutes a day and just read God's Word. Then, um, if you can find four or five scriptures that will that you memorize and that just become part of you. Uh, here's a really uh, often uh, repeated scripture that's really easy to remember. Fear not. So if if I just you know but when something comes up, if I can just have that pop into my mind, fear 
not or do not be afraid. It's, it's, it's something that's said by God so often, and many people, that needs to be that constant murmur inside of do not be afraid or, or fear not or I don't have to be afraid. Then I'm replacing every fear, every worry with a piece of God's word. And then I can do the work to figure out why am I so worried. My wife was raised uh, and they didn't have enough to eat. And so she's always uh, thinking about food and how do I uh, find it and provide it and all of that. And um, it's pretty amazing to see how that's played out in her life. And it's amazing to see how she's taken control of that so it doesn't control her, which at one point it really did. A lot of fear over not having enough, people say, you know, a scarcity mentality. But the first thing is to realize we're not making progress. Second thing, start to look at, for me, what do I need to do? Is it a counselor, a coach? Is it a pastor to deal with that root cause? And then the practical things of knowing Scripture, filling my mind with Scripture, and then having that God thought that might be the thing that steers me right back on the path and in relationship with God. Mm, I love that. We're going to continue this conversation with Stephen Arterburn. And if you are struggling with your thoughts, uh, cycles of uh, uh, addictive patterns of thoughts or or uh, anxiety, if you have a question, text it to us, 423-629-8900. There you go. You're listening to 88.9 Moody Radio from The Word to Life. It's a conversation with Stephen Arterburn. And um, as we're walking together with this, um, Stephen had shared something uh, with us just off air, which I think it bears like diving into a little bit deeper. Yes. And uh, before I get to that, though, we did have one person who asked you a question. I I wanted, because since we call for questions, I wanted to get their question in before you wrap us up. And it's um, basically, how do you get over someone that you've prayed um, for a soul tie to be severed. How do you move forward without the thoughts and memories consuming you? And then let's get into that question about music after this. Well, if you've um, if you've really gotten attached to someone and, and they've moved on or you've moved on, well, naturally uh, you're still you still got a lot of things that are connected and memories. You you somehow have to go create a life beyond that. You have to replace old memories with new memories, new adventures. You have to find, um, if this was a romantic relationship, you have to find unromantic friends and ties and have experiences. And then, you know, maybe you need to grieve what you lost. A lot of ungrieved losses there. People think it's just about someone who dies, but you lost something. And going through a grief process can can totally transform that pain, and you don't have to experience the depth of it, and you can move on. But grief is a gift from God that helps us detach from things like that. Mm, that's awesome. And does music play a part in that grieving and letting go? Well, um, <laughs> I know when I was in a deep grieving process, I didn't want to hear any music. But when it comes to your thought life, um, to have 
great praise and worship music on in the background whenever you can. It just fills your mind with godly thoughts and principles, and it is a form of of worship. And so uh, it's just a wonderful uh, gift from God, music is, and it can keep us uh, focused on godly things versus filling our mind with all the crummy stuff that we find on the internet. Um, And one last thing I would mention, um, your mind, it's like a garden. If you love plants, you you really need to hate weeds. And the garden of the mind needs to be tended. And you need to pull the weeds of bitterness and the the weeds of of, um, revenge or whatever is in there. And pulling it means doing whatever it takes to pull it up from the roots. And usually, we need some help with that. And uh, you can call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and we will find help for you. But don't let your life be destroyed by a thought life that you've never, ever brought under control or found a way to resolve the problems that are in your thought life. 